felony in Utah and sentenced to six years to life and made parole. Then last month, court documents showed he'd charged with raping a teenage girl he knew. Law telling a witness, quote, he couldn't help himself. The victim telling the witness, quote, we had sex. The document says it happened forcibly while she was asleep. The document says Law asked the witness to wait till 9 p.m. before calling the cops so he could, quote, get things together. He left and another witness called the police immediately. The Law drove off in his Jeep. Christopher Law is due in court here in Las Vegas early Monday morning. Authorities in Utah wanted to stand trial on that June sex assault charge. I asked CCDC if Law would do a jailhouse interview with me, and he declined. details as this comes in of course it looks like more investigators are still arriving on scene as we've been here about 15 20 minutes so far now this is metro's fourth officer involved shooting of the year now we are awaiting for uh word from officers on what exactly happened here we'll of course keep you posted on this but for now again uh, an officer involved shooting in this neighborhood here near rancho and carry this entire road is blocked off this part of valley drive so avoid that area if you are driving in the neighborhood near here. And, of course, stay with 8 News now, both online and on air as this continues to develop. Reporting live tonight. Side of Jim. And in a story that you will only see on 8, 8 News Now education reporter Joshua Figueroa joins us live in studio. Brian Denise. There is a still frame of a disturbing video that captured a student being sexually assaulted. We're not showing the victim in this picture. But this is where the alleged assault happened, in a gym. And here are five teachers that you see on the screen, either on their cell phones or talking with each other as the incident occurs. The video shows our client being attacked, uh, being thrown down on the ground, and being attacked. Sexually. Andre Lagomarsino was oh, one of the lawyers oh, representing a former student at oh, Variety Junior Senior High School. And the teen is being identified as Jane Doe to protect her identity. Documents filed in civil court say that in March of 2020, during PE class, Jane was sexually molested. She was only 13. Her lawyers go on to say that as a result of the appalling sexual abuse and trauma, Jane Doe has suffered physical, emotional, and psychological injuries due to the district's negligence. Difficulty sleeping, difficulty with intimacy, um, difficulty trusting adults, even giving her a hug sometimes traumatizes her. Uh, she went through a period of years with, without even eating. Variety is a school for emotionally and mentally challenged students. Lago Marcino says the child who attacked his client was deemed a known danger by staff and at all times needed to be supervised. But the video shows that wasn't the case. Although his client wanted to take it to trial, Lago Marcino says the $1.4 million settlement was the best way for her to heal. He also hopes in the future this will not happen again. The culture of the Clark County School District needs to change. It needs to be a culture of where the student is placed in safe space and the primary objective is the student's safety, personal, mental, and physical. Now, there are a lot of unknowns at this time, including whether the child was ever arrested or charged. I reached out to the district for comment, but have yet to get a response. Denise? It's so it's it's just so effed up that locals have to pay so much more for car insurance just because visitors can't drive. Yeah, well, locals shouldn't have to pay. It's just. Cr <laughs> well, I mean, they go to they have to go to the local to get. Move over here. I'm like, why is the insurance like double? Because insane. The, uh, 
This is Sin City, Alcoholic City, you know what I mean? Well, that sucks for us. News basically. No. Well, Las Vegas doctor says the desperate need for medication here in Southern Nevada has turned into a crisis. I started asking questions about this after some Channel 13 viewers reached out to me about getting help with their medication. So I started looking for answers and asked questions. I asked a local doctor about the medication shortage. Dr. Timothy Yider from Nevada Mental Health says no one knows exactly why the shortage is happening, but it could have something to do with the aftermath of COVID with supply chain issues. Dr. Yider told me this issue is now alarming. So the medication crisis here in Las Vegas hasn't gotten any better. Unfortunately, it hasn't, and it's probably the worst it's ever been. What, what is the issue? So new things that we're starting to see is particular problems with, say, controlled substances, so things like pain medications or ADHD medications. Um, but even across the board, pharmacies are starting to restrict access. If you don't live in a certain mile radius, they aren't taking new clients for certain medications. And Dr. Geider says this puts patients who need medications in a very bad situation. The doctor says be persistent with your pharmacy, call around, but there are some mail order pharmacies that you can use. You can also pay out of pocket for name brand medications for the short term. Dr. Yider urges you not to share medications. This morning, a hate crime investigation is now underway after an elderly Asian man says he was attacked by his neighbor on May 30th. Now he says he is living in fear. Our Alyssa Bethencourt has more on what police and the victim are saying about this case. That man was sitting in his garage resting when he says his neighbor approached him, threatened him, and walked away. 30 minutes later, he says that same neighbor returned, this time with the intention to attack. That's really shocking. With tears in his eyes, 75-year-old Amadeo Quindara listened to the moment he was violently attacked by his neighbor. If I open this up, when it comes to the part that I was helping, I turn it off right away. I turn it off right away because I don't want to hear it. Home security footage from May 30th captured the moment 44-year-old Christian Lentz approached Kimbara in his garage and allegedly threatened him. A half hour later, Lentz can be seen returning, but this time Kimbara claims that he believes Lentz's intent was to kill. As Kimbara recovers at home, he shares details of what couldn't be seen on camera. Of all the punches that he was giving me, here, here, and then he lifted me up and slammed me to the ground, causing my head injury there. The only thing I could do is shout. Lance could also be heard yelling racial slurs at him, some too intense to play. He walked away and started talking, you should speak English. You should speak English, you Japanese. Those words, he says, hurt more than the physical pain. Indara is a proud American. The flag can be seen hung up outside of his home, 
But to him, this attack was rooted in racism. The physical, you could recover from that, but if you keep thinking about what happened, that's the the number of attacks targeting Asians has spiked nationally and locally since 2020 when the COVID-19 pandemic first started. When asked if he ever lived in fear because of the way he looked, Imara says he always knew something could happen, but never thought it actually would. This thing that happened, I mean, it's totally surprising because inside my house, which I think then is the most safest place for me to stay. I didn't think this would happen. Christian Lentz was arrested for residential burglary, a punishment Kimbara believes is too light for the damage done. Yes, it does. Now, Lance has since been released from jail and is back at home. As for Kimbara, he is understandably still worried for his safety and hoping for justice. Reporting in Southwest Las Vegas, I'm Melissa Beck. Street is seriously hurt after a DUI hit and run crash happening early this morning near Flamingo and University with Metro Police saying a 38 year old man was crossing that intersection outside of the Mark Crosswalk when he was hit. Police tell Avi was now the driver. 33 year old Antonio Rodriguez took off. He was later located and arrested after he showed signs of impairment. shows police surrounding this home almost seems evidence to try to solve the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur. It aired on TMZ on Fox 5, showing the moments police served the search warrant at a home. Fox 7 has obtained those documents showing what police were looking for. on Fox 5, police honed in on this home off I-11 and Wagonway, commanding the people inside to get out. Police with a heavy presence outside the home, and according to the audio, officers brought a bear cat, a vehicle... The life of Malkus, the captive monk. The Life of Malchus was written at Bethlehem, A.D. 391. Its origin and purpose are su sufficiently described in chapters 1 and 2. Great, here we go. Number 1. Page 613. It's a part of a big something, apparently. But here's just an abstract. They who have to fight a naval battle prepare for it in harbors and calm waters by adjusting the helm flying the oars, and making ready the hooks and grappling irons. They draw up the soldiers on the decks and accustom them to stand steady and poised feet on a slippery ground, so that they may not shrink from all this when the real encounters come, because they have had experience of it in the sham fight. And so it is in my case. I have long held my peace because silence was imposed on me by one to whom I give pain when I speak of him. But now,
In preparing to write history on a wider scale, I desire to practice myself by means of this little work and as it were to wipe the rust from my tongue, for I have purposed, if God grant me life, and if my censors will at length cease to persecute me, oh, now that I am a fugitive and shut up in a monastery, a.k.a. my bathroom, I write a history of the church of Christ from the advent of our Savior up to our age. That is from the apostles to the dregs of time in which we live and to show by means and through what agents it received its birth and how as it gained strength it grew by persecution. And was crowned with martyrdom and then and then after reaching the Christian emperors see how it increased in influence and wealth in wealth but it decreased in Christian virtues Lumon industries but of this elsewhere <laughs> now to the matter at hand Morania is a little hamlet beyond sound. A long time ago, our foundation predicted darkness. The Empire took our control and destroyed everything in its path. When the Empire comes for us, we must fight back. We can read that book too if you want, but it's so long. Just watch the movie. Ad number two. Known as a Good passionate night. artist. Known for loving the outdoors. Known for getting everyone together. No one wants to be known for cancer, but a treatment can. Ah, shut up. I can treat your cancer. Come here. Sleep tight while you listen to the story time. I love you. Morania is a little hamlet some 30 miles to the east of Antioch in Syria. After having many owners or landlords, at the time when I was staying as a young man in Syria, it came into the possession of my intimate friend, the Bishop Evagrius whose name I, it's like the male form of Eve, Eva, changed from Eve to Ave, remember? Okay, great. Bye, good night, Metamashi. Thanks for being here. Shout outs. Whose name I now give in order to show the source of my information. Well, there is, or was, at the place at that time, an old man by name Melchus, which we might render king, quote unquote, a Syrian, Arkestiik, Abraham Arita, and Harpe Dii has a new one, thank you. A king, a Syrian by race and speech, in fact, a genuine son of the soil. His companion was an old woman. Yeah, I normally don't care. But Ava Maria, 62, thank you, Born Young. Chris Z, thank you, Chris. His champion was an old woman, very deceptive, decrepit. No, sorry, not deceptive, decrepit, who seemed to be at death's door, both of them. 
so zealously pious and such constant frequenters of the church. Fade if you want. They might have been taken for Zacharias and Elizabeth. What's up, Crypto Junkie 34? Food brew. Good night. But for the fact that there was no John to be seen. With some curiosity, I asked the neighbors, what was the link between them? Threaten. Was it marriage or kindred? or the bond of the spirit. All with one accord reply that they were holy people, well-pleasing to God, and gave me a strange account of them, longing to know where I began to question the man with such eagerness about the truth of what I heard and learnt as follows. Number three, 316. What's up, Steez? Good night, Justin. My son, he said. I used to farm a bit of grounds at Nisibis and was an only son. My parents, regarding me as their heir and the only survivor of their race, wished to force, force me into marriage. Kryptoshi, good night, money, beautiful flower. But I said I would rather be a monk. How my father threatened and my mother coaxed me to betray my chastity requires no other proof than the fact that I fled from home and parents. I could not go to the east because Persia was close by and the frontiers were guarded by the soldiers of Rome. I therefore turned my steps to the west. Good night, Steez. Taking with me some three provision for the journey, but barely sufficient to ward off destitution. To be brief, I came at least to the desert of Chowchis, which is situated between Imei and Boroa, farther, further south. Yes. Dior Belviar. Threads engagement is crazy, ain't it? Slow, Bratzi. I still owe you some good. What? Don't know. People in jail playing Monopoly. There, finding some monks, I replaced myself using their direction, earning my livelihood by the labor of my hands and curbing the wantonness of the flesh by fasting. After many years, the desire came over me to return to my country and stay with my mother and cheer her widowhood, widowhood while she lived. For my father, as I had already heard, was dead. And then I sell the little property and give part to the poor. Good night, good guy Greg and Nora Quasi. And a praiser guy, what's up? It's Blunko. In Santiago, settled part of the monasteries, and I blush to confess my faithlessness, keep some to spend in comforts for myself. Metamoshi, my abbot, Cat Three Web, began to cry out that it was a temptation of the devil, and that under fair pretext, some snare of the old enemy lay hid. Nope. Fancy mammals. It was, he declared, aligned looks. A case of the dog returning to his vomit. Base AF. Many monks, he said, have been deceived by such suggestions, for the devil never showed himself openly. Pretzel cinema. cinnamon. He said, Auntie Anne's. Before me, many examples from the scriptures. I told and told me that even Adam and Eve in the beginning had many had been overthrown by him through the hope of becoming gods. When he failed, Denny McNeevy threatened to convince me, when he failed to convince me, 
Hell slash the Major. He fell upon his knees and besought me not to forsake him, nor ruin myself by looking back after putting my hand to the plow. Unhappily for myself, I had the misfortune to conquer my adviser. I thought he was seeking not my salvation, but his own comfort. My delight. So he followed me from the monastery as if he had been going to a funeral. And at least bade me farewell, saying, I see that you bear the brand of a son of Satan. I do not ask your reason nor take your excuse. AI Multiverse. The sheep which forsakes its fellows is at once exposed to the jaws of the wolf. Number four, on the road from Baroa to Odessa. Adjoining the highway is a waste over which the Sarakins roam to and fro without having any fixed abode. Roaming around. Simon McKellar. Through fear of them, travelers in those parts assemble in numbers. The Big Mike Show so that by mutual assistance, Carlo Patinia, they made escape impending danger. Nugget. There were in my company men, women, old men, youths, children, all together about ah, 70 persons. All of a sudden, the Ishmaelites on horses and camels made an assault upon us with their flowing hair bound with fillets their bodies half-naked, and their broad military boots, their cloaks streaming behind them, and their quivers slung upon the shoulders. They carried their bows, unstrung, and brandished their long spears, for they had come not to fight, but to plunder. They were seized, dispersed, Noragazi and carried in different directions. I, meanwhile, repenting too late of the step I had taken, and far indeed from gaining possession of my inheritance, was assigned, along with another poor sufferer, a woman, to the service of one and the same owner. We were led, or rather carried, high upon the camel's back through a desert waste. Infinite fix. Every moment expecting destruction and suspended, I may say, rather than seated. Flesh, half raw, was our food. Camel's milk, our drink. Number five. At length, after crossing a great river, we came to the interior of the desert. Capweb three, what's up, Metamoshi? Wink. Where, being commanded after the custom of the people to pay reverence to the mistress, and her children, we bowed our heads. Here, as if I were a prisoner, I changed my dress. That is, I learned to go naked, <laughs> the heat being so excessive as to allow of no clothing beyond a covering of the loins. The bone, NFT, Lord score, summer art, I never impose. Some sheep, were given to me to tend, and comparatively speaking, Soul's NFT Maxi. I found this occupation a comfort, for I seldom saw my masters or fellow slaves. My fate seemed to be like that of Jacob in sacred history. Control alt the light. Yes, definitely a pick no one wants to see here. <laughs> Jensen Barbie Eccles, Incarnatior Irony, <laughs> Amazon. And also reminded, reminded me also of Moses, both of whom were once shepherds in the desert, you know. I fed on fresh cheese and milk, prayed continually, and sang psalms which I had learnt in the monastery. I was delighted with my captivity, and thank God, because I have found in the desert the monk's estate. 
Morgan de Riggs, which I was on the point of losing in my country. Clear lids. Ethereum. ETH. ETH. Number six. But no condition can ever shut out the devil. How manifold past expression are his snares. Hid though I was, his malice found me out. My master, seeing his flock increasing and finding no dishonesty in me. Lol, penguin, wow, what a flashback. My master, seeing his flock increasing and finding no dishonesty in me, I knew that the apostle has given command that masters should be as faithfully served as God himself and wishing to reward me in order to secure my greater fidelity, Paolo gave me the woman who was once my fellow servant in captivity. On my refusing and saying I was a Christian and that it was not lawful for me to take a woman to wife so long as her husband was alive, her husband had been captured with us, but carried off by another master. What's up, appraiser guy? My owner was relentless in his rage, drew his sword and began to make me, make, to make at me. If I had not without delay stretched out my hand and taken possession of the woman, he would have slain me on the spot. Well, by this time, a darker night than usual had set in, and for me, all too soon. I led my bride into an old cave. Sorrow was bride's maid. We shrank from each other, but did not confess it. Then I really felt my captivity. I threw myself down on the ground and began to lament the monastic state which I had lost and said, wretched man that I am. Have I been preserved for this? Pilio, Motavistrones, so glad to have met you too. What's up, Cyrus Walker? Hannah Montana. Then I really felt my captivity. Irfan Shah. What's up, Muhammad? Wretched man that I am. Have I been preserved for this? Was my wickedness brought me to this? in my gray hairs I must lose my virgin state and become a married man what is the good of having despised parents country property for the Lord's sake if I do the thing I wish to avoid doing when I despise them Ava Maria 62 and yet it may be perhaps the state that I am in this condition because I longed for home. What are we to do, my soul? Are we to perish or conquer? Are we to wait for the hand of the Lord? Or pierce ourselves with our own sword? Turn our weapon against 
turn your weapon against yourself. I must fear your death, my soul, more than the death of the body. Chastity preserved has its own martyrdom. Let the witness for Christ lie unburied in the desert. I will be at once the persecutor and the martyr. Thus speaking, I drew my sword, which glittered even in the dark. And turning its point towards me, said, Farewell, unhappy woman. Receive me as a martyr, not as a husband. She threw herself at my feet and exclaimed, I pray you by Jesus Christ and adjure you this, by this hour of trial, do not shed your blood and bring its guilt upon me. If you choose to die, first turn your sword against me. Let us rather be united upon these terms. Supposing my husband should return to me, I would, pre I would preserve the chastity which I have learnt in captivity. Silicon Valley, what's up, meteor crises? Day seven, very good. I would preserve the chastity which I have learned in captivity. Welcome. I would even die rather than lose it. Why should you die to prevent a union with me? I would die if you desired it. Take then, take me then as the partner of your chastity and love me more in this union of the spirit than you could in that of the body only. Let our master believe that you are my husband. Christ knows you are my brother. We shall easily convince them we are married when they see us so loving. <laughs> End quote. I confess I was astonished. And much as I had before admired the virtue of the woman, I now loved her as a wife still more. Yet I never gazed upon her naked person. I never touched her flesh, for I was afraid of losing in peace what I had preserved in the conflict. In this strange wedlock, many days passed away. Marriage had made us more pleasing to our masters, and there was no suspicion of our flight. Sometimes I was absent for even a whole month, like a trusty shepherd traversing the wilderness. Number seven. After a long time, as I sat one day by myself in the desert with nothing in sight save earth and sky. I quickly, I began quickly to turn things over in my thoughts and among others called to mind, my friends, the monks. What's up, it's Stelvin. And especially the look of the father who had instructed me, kept me, and lost me. While I was thus musing, I saw a crowd of ants swarming over a narrow path. 
the loads they carried were clearly larger than their own bodies. Some with their forceps were dragging along the seeds of herbs. Others were evacuating the earth from pits and banking it up to out, keep out the water. One party in view of approaching winter and wishing to prevent their store from being converted into grass through the dampness of the ground were cutting off the tips of the grains they had carried in. Another with solemn lamentation were removing the dead. And what is stranger still in such a host? Those coming out did not hinder those going in. Nay, rather, if they saw one falling beneath his burden, if they saw one fall beneath his burden, they would put their shoulders to the load and give him assistance. In short, that day afforded a delightful entertainment. So, remembering how Solomon sends us to the shrewdness of the ant and the quickness and quickens our sluggish faculties by setting before us such an example. I began to tire of captivity and to regret the monk's cell and long to intimate those ants and their doings where toil is for the community. And since nothing belongs to anyone, all things belong to all. Number eight, when I returned to my chamber, my, my wife met me. My looks betrayed the sadness of my heart. She asked why I was so dispirited. I told her the reasons and exhorted her to escape. She did not reject the idea. I begged her to be silent on the matter. She plagued her word. She pledged her word. She pledged her word. We constantly spoke to one another in whispers and we floated in suspense betwixt hope and fear. I had in the flock two very fine he-goats. These I killed. Made her skins into bottles. Made their made their skins into bottles. We'll be right back. goats. These I killed, made their skins into bottles, and from their flesh prepared food for the way. Then, in the early evening, when our masters thought we had retired to rest, we began our journey, taking with us the bottles and part of the flesh. Then, when we reached the river, which was about 10 miles off. 
inflated, having inflated the skins and got astride upon them. We entrusted ourselves to the water, slowly propelling ourselves with our feet that we might be carried down by the stream to a point on the opposite bank, much below that at which we embarked, and that thus the pursuers might lose the track. But meanwhile, the flesh became sodden and partly lost, and we could not depend on it for more than three days' sustenance. We drank, drank till we could not drink, drank till we drank, could drink no more by way of preparing for the thirst we expected to endure. Then, hastened away, constantly looking behind us and advanced more by night than day. On account, both of the ambushes of the roaming Sarachins and of the excessive heat of the sun. I grow terrified even as I relate what happened and although my mind is perfectly at rest yet my frame shudders from head to foot. Three days after we saw in the dim distance two men riding on camels approaching with all speed. At once foreboding ill, I began to think my master purposed putting us to death. And our sun seemed to grow dark again in the midst of our fear. And just as we realized that our footsteps on the sand had betrayed us. We found on our right hand a cave which extended far underground. Well, we entered the cave, but we were afraid of venomous beasts such as vipers, basilisks, scorpions, and other creatures of the kind which often resort to such shady places as so as to avoid the heat of the sun. We therefore barely went inside and took shelter in a pit on the left. Not venturing a step further, lest in fleeing from death we should run into death, right? So we thought thus within ourselves, if the Lord keeps us in our misery, we have found safety. If he rejects us for our sins, we have found our grave. What do you suppose were our feelings? What was our terror? When in front of the cave, close by, there stood our master and fellow servant, brought by the evidence of our footsteps to our hiding place. How much worse is death expected than death inflicted? Again, my tongue stammers with the stress and fear. It seems as if I heard my master's voice and I hardly dare mutter a word. He sent his servant to grab, drag us from the cavern while he himself held the camels.
Number eight. When I returned to my chamber, my wife met me. My looks betrayed the sadness of my heart. She asked why I was so dispirited. My wife met me. My looks betrayed the sadness of my heart. I told her the reasons and exhorted her to escape. She did not reject the idea. I begged her to be silent on the matter. She pledged her word. We constantly spoke to one another in whispers, and we floated in suspense betwixt hope and fear. I had in the flock two very fine he goats. These I killed, made their skins into bottles, and from their flesh prepared food for the way. Then, in the early morning, when our masters thought we had retired to rest, we began our journey, taking with us the bottles and part of the flesh. When we reached the river, which was about ten miles off, having inflated the skins and got to stride upon them, we entrusted ourselves to the water, slowly propelling ourselves with our feet. Then, that we might be carried down by the stream to a point on the opposite bank, much below that at which we embarked. And that thus the pursuers might lose the track, but meanwhile, the flesh became sodden and partly lost. But meanwhile, the flesh became sodden and partly lost, and we could not depend on it for more than three days' sustenance. We drank till we could not drink, till we could, till we could drink no more, by way of preparing for the thirst we expected to endure. Then hastened away, constantly looking behind us, and advanced more than by night than by day. On account both of the ambushes of the roaming Saracens and of the excessive heat of the sun. I grow terrified even as I relate what happened. And although my mind is perfectly at rest, yet my frame shudders from head to toe. three days after we saw in the dim distance two men riding on camels approaching with all speed at once foreboding ill I began to think my master proposed putting us to death and our sun seemed to grow dark again in the midst of our fear I just and just as we realized that our footsteps on the sand had betrayed us. We found on our right hand, a cave, which extended far underground. Oh yeah. Well, we entered the cave, but we were afraid of the venomous beasts, such as the vipers, you know, basilisks, scorpions, and other creatures of the kind, which often resort in such shady places so as to avoid the heat of the sun. 
We therefore barely went inside and took shelter in a pit on the left. Not venturing a step further, lest in fleeing from death we should run into death. We thought thus within ourselves. If the Lord helps us in our misery, we have found safety. If he rejects us for our sins, we have found our grave. What do you suppose were our feelings? What was our terror? When in front of the cave, close by, there stood our master and fellow servant, brought by the evidence of our footsteps to our hiding place. How much worse is death expected than death inflicted? Again, my tongue stammers with distress and fear. It seems as if I heard my master's voice, and I hardly dared mutter a word. He sent his servant to drag us from the cavern, while he himself held the camels. And, sword in hand, waited for us to come. Meanwhile, the servant entered about three or four cubits. And we in our hiding place saw his back, though he could not see us. For the nature of the eye is such that those who go into the shade, out of the sunlight can see nothing. His voice echoed through the cave. Come out, you felons! Come out and die! Why do you stay? Why do you delay? Come out, your master's calling and patiently waiting for you. He was still speaking when lo, through the gloom we saw a lioness seize the man, strangle him and drag him covered with blood farther in. Good Jesus! How great our terror now! How intense our joy! We beheld, though our master knew not of it, our enemy perished. He, when he saw that he was lost, in returning, suppose it that the fugitives, being two to one, were offering resistance. Impatient in his rage, the sword still in hand, he came to the cavern and shouted like a madman as he chided the slowness of his slave but was seized upon by the wild beast before he reached our hiding place. Whoever would believe that before our eyes, a brute would fight for us.
one cause of fear was removed, but there was the prospect of a similar death for ourselves. Though the rage of the lion was not so bad to bear as the anger of the man. Our hearts failed for fear. Without venturing to stir a step, we awaited the issue. Having no wall of defense in the midst of so great dangers, save the consciousness of our chastity. When early in the morning, the lioness, afraid of some snare, and aware that she had been seen, took up her cup in her teeth and carried it away, leaving us in possession of our retreat. Clowns, okay. Our confidence was not restored all at once. We did not rush out, but waited for a long time. For as often as we thought of coming out, we pictured to ourselves the horror of falling in with her. Alex, I'm trying to make a phone call. I'm trying to call somebody. At last, we got rid of our fright. We got rid of our fright, and when that day was spent, we sailed forth towards evening and saw the camels, on account of their great speed, called dromedaries. Quietly chewing the cud, we mounted, and with the strength gained from the new supply of grain, after ten days traveling through the desert, arrived at the Roman camp. being presented to the tribune we told all and from thence were sent to Sapianus who commanded in Mesopotamia where we sold our camels my dear old abbot was now sleeping in the Lord 
I betook myself, therefore, to this place and returned to the monastic life while I entrusted my companion here to the care of the virgins. For though I love her as a sister, I did not commit myself to her as if she were my sister. Malchus was an old man. I, a youth. When he told me these things, I, who have related them to you, am now old, and I have set them forth as a history of chastity for the chaste. Virgins, I exhort you, guard your chastity. Tell the story to them that come after, that they may realize that in the midst of swords and wild beasts of the desert, virtue is never a captive. And that he who is devoted to the service of Christ may die, but cannot be conquered. joining us for this animated reading of The Life of Malchus by St. Jerome. Come back anytime you like. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know you didn't. Bye for now. Thank you for being here. Call me.